Welcome to the Marie Manucherry podcast. Over the last 30 years, it has been my joy to assist humanity in aligning with their magnificence so they may heal, discover their natural gifts, and communicate with loved ones living on the other side. May you also experience delight while we dance in the powerful, intuitive world of energy. Let's get going. Welcome to another podcast. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining me. And if you are a returning person, thank you so much for joining me. I recently read a note from someone who began listening to the podcast and they had left a question for me on my website. If you want to ask a question, just go to energyintuitive.com or mariemanucherry.com. Go to the podcast page and there are directions on how to leave a voicemail. And in doing so, um, I will answer it here on the podcast. But she said that her question hadn't been answered yet. We have a lot of questions. I'm moving through them as quickly as I can. But she did say that she had a lot of fun listening to other people's questions and the answers that I gave. She said it was very useful. So I hope that's true for you as well. Uh, Before we go to the phone lines, although this is podcast, not radio, like I have done for many, many, many years, I just want to talk a little bit about how to calm down your body. That's really what we're all working on all the time is getting the body to be in a beautiful um, neurological aspect so that we can align to our higher self. So one of the ways to do this is to do some acupressure points. Qigong is one of my favorites as well. And I actually think that when you work with your body, and trying to get your neurological system to be in alignment with your higher self, your authentic self, that is a form of meditation in my opinion. So we're gonna open up some gateways. You're gonna spread your thumb and index finger apart. I know some of you are watching this on YouTube, others are listening to this on a podcast. So your fingers are spread apart and you're noticing that web of skin in between your thumb and your index finger. And then you're gonna take your thumb and your index finger of the other hand, and you're going to put the thumb on one side of that web and the index finger on the other side of the web, and then you're just going to massage the area. This is a gateway. And when we look at gateways, it means that it's going to be opening up many of the meridian lines and the acupressure points throughout your body, which allows energy to flow better. But it also allows you to connect to the multisensory world because remember, their energy is very high. So when your energy starts to be high, it's easier to connect. So we're just going to rub these areas just a little bit, you know, you can rub it longer if you want to. It might be a little uncomfortable. It's not unusual that when you're doing acupressure on your body, that you're going to feel some discomfort as it's opening. So it's not a bad thing. It's actually like, oh, wow, I really need this. I really need this. And then switch over to the other hand. You're just going to massage a web area between your thumb and your index finger with your thumb and your index finger of your opposite hand, just opening up a gateway. It feels so good. I love it. it. feels amazing. So I just, I want to encourage you to do things, take time out throughout your day to connect with your physical form, to become present with your beautiful body. It is holding all of your energy. It's holding part of your soul. It's holding part of your spirit and connecting with it and making friendships with it is hugely important. So thank you for indulging me in this little exercise. And I hope that you find other ways to connect with yourself. It's very important. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and we'll listen to our first person. 
Hi, Marie. My name is Carmel. I did just call in a couple of days ago and left a question. However, I have another question, and I just really found you about a week and a half ago. So my question is, two questions. One of them is, um, what are my guides telling me? And my next one is, really regarding my husband, um, we reached out to an old girlfriend of his back in, excuse me, 78, 79, and uh, asked her a question or whatever. And she responded, no. But I'm wondering, is it yes? Um, and I do respect people's position and I wouldn't do anything, but I just really get a feeling it's yes and not no. Anyways, I thank you very much and look forward to hearing from you. Okay, Carmel. So here's the answer I'm getting about this old girlfriend thing. It doesn't matter. It absolutely 100% does not matter. And I don't think you're going to agree with me on that, but that's what the spirit guides are telling you. Whenever I communicate with someone, I'm communicating through their spirit guides. And so their spirit guides are, what I'm hearing your guides saying, you need to stay in your own lane and take care of you and your life. Even though you're in partnership, you've put too much energy into your husband and his life and what he needs and what he wants. And you've negated the most important person, the person you came to reincarnate for yourself. So get out of the way, stay in your own lane and allow yourself to evolve and have your own wonderful and amazing experiences. Okay. Hi, my name is Debbie. I'm going through a huge transition in my life. Um, leaving a relationship, needing to and wanting to support myself financially with all of my skills as a teacher, as an artist. Um, in the interim, I know I would need to find a temporary place that would be free to live. So I would like guidance about all of these things uh, for the highest, greatest good of all. And um, I thank you so much. Okay, Deb, I hope that um, this transaction brings you all the joy you desire. When people make a decision that it has to be one way or the other, like you said, you need to find a place to live for free. I think you have to get that out of your, um, your logical mind. I know you logically came up with that, and I'm sure there's good reasons that you have, but then you're setting something for the universe. You could get a job. Something could happen. Uh, you could, um, you know, of course, that would be free. Some house sitting. You could be paid to take care of someone's house. So stay out of this idea of what it needs to be. I want you to start feeling, and you're not good at this, by the way, in my opinion. You're not good at manifesting in the way that we're meant to feel what we want as if it's already happened. That's critical when it comes to manifesting. So you have to feel what you want as if it's already happened. So in your case, you already have a home. You love it. It's amazing. It's fun. Not how it happened, not where it is, not any of the circumstances regarding it, but just that delicious, wonderful, warm feeling that it's already occurred. That's where I want you to put your energy. That's truly the art of manifesting rather than I got to find a free place to live. The universe is unique. It's incredibly surprising. And if humans could just get out of the way, the universe knows what we want. And if we can just get out of the way in terms of not overanalyzing and processing through our logical mind, then that would be amazing. And then the universe is also saying another message for you that uh, in the future, you really need to think about yourself and your own security 
And that's critical for you. So in your case, if you feel like you're being selfish, you're on the right track. It doesn't mean you will be selfish. You're just going to be in balance. You will be on the right track. I hope that's helpful. Thank you. Hello, beloved sister. My name is Daniel from Ghana. My question is, how do I discharge energy energies of potentially acquired from trying to heal someone energetically? I have this question because uh, my father has been has been having stroke since 2019, and over over the past year, I've been practicing healing him. When I touch him for a while, I feel the some pains in my body. Recently, I touch him and I imagine having his body and walking and doing all that he needs to do to be freed. For about 35 seconds, I started coughing just the way he's coughing. He's been coughing for a little over two weeks. And I started coughing just the way he's been coughing. And I immediately withdrew from that. But the coughing didn't stop immediately. It lasted for a while, for about four hours. And sometimes when I do, I touch him and then meditate at the same time, conducting energy through me to him to heal him. I seriously suffer great waist pains and then a lower back pain and sometimes through all my spinal cord. What do I need to do to enhance the healing process and also to discharge the energies I potentially acquire from him? Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. That's a really interesting question. First and foremost, people heal themselves. So even though I consider myself a healer, I believe that my clients heal themselves and I'm a facilitator. I provide opportunities. It's hard to work on the family. It's really hard. There's some people in my family I refuse to lay hands on just because we're so connected in kind of uncomfortable ways. And I'm not saying you are with your dad. So that's number one is that people heal themselves. So you, you're going to have to get rid of this idea that you have to fix him or you have to take care of him or he needs to get better. You have to really let go of that. When healers are in high frequency of vibration, they don't care. They're neutral. And they're honoring the process that the person is going through because people create disease just like they create a divorce or bankruptcy. It's to help them evolve. And your father hasn't done a lot of inner work. And this is his opportunity to do inner work, especially before he crosses over um, sometime in, in the future. So if, if you want to keep working on him, these are the vibrations you need to hold. You need to be detached. You need to appreciate his health the, exactly the way it is. Like, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Think that it's beautiful. It's interesting. It's gorgeous. That's going to give you more entrance into shifting the transformation because you're going to be entering his body from a completely different perception. Then you also need to honor that this is how he is choosing from a soul's level to actually do some inner work, which he has been ignoring throughout his life per my perception. The coughing probably had something to do with your relationship with him. 
And it probably had something like you were letting go of something within your own body or stepping into your own power. The throat chakra is the most powerful vortex in the physical body. But the feelings that you had afterwards, you know, the discomfort, emotional or physical, that's because you don't run your energy high enough to allow any work that you're doing on him or anything that's moving through you for it to exit. You're like holding on to stagnation, if you will, or energy that's not yours. So you will have to learn to raise your vibration higher. That means you have to learn to be happy no matter what for the littlest of things, for the tiniest littlest of things. You need to experience joy, practice joy, and keep that in your body. That keeps your energy elevated and calibrates your subatomic particles to move at a higher rate so that as things come near you or through your energy, which energy moves throughout all humanity all the time, people can act like it doesn't, but it does. Um, that you will absorb only those things that are in alignment for you and not absorb those things that are not in alignment for you. So it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good teaching moment for you. Like, oh, with my dad, because I'm assuming you work with others uh, personally or professionally, with my dad, it's hard for me to keep my energy elevated or I need an upgrade in my calibration of my subatomic particles so that I don't hold on to energy that's not in alignment for me. And I wish you all the very best. And I wish you all a lot of fun in this process. It's critical to have a lot of fun, no matter what we do. Okay, next one. Hi, Marie, this is Cam. I've, uh, I love everything you do. I've taken a lot of your classes and uh, had a reading a couple of years ago. I live in Seattle. I, um, last night I was uh, getting ready for bed and I was lying in bed meditating and I could see energy swirling around me. I can actually see energy sometimes. And I was trying to understand what it was. It felt like it was like I'm underwater, but I'm not underwater. And it was so much energy and swirling around. So is this like another dimension? Is this a, you know, I, I do believe we're all awakening were my guides around me? Was it a message? Anyway, I thought it was amazing and I wanted to continue, but any insight you might have would be fabulous. Thank you. Hi, Cam. So I think you were feeling, because you were starting to doze off to sleep, you were actually feeling what you're meant to be feeling all the time. High energy, high frequency, multiple dimensions. Like it's normal. It's so funny how humans, and I don't mean you in particular, but humans in general just want to be connected to the human world when they are beings of light and they have a connection to multiple dimensions um, throughout the universes. We don't even just have one universe. And that's been proven by modern science. So you were just feeling what you're meant to be feeling, what you have the capacity to feel even when you're wide awake. I hope that's helpful. On to the next one. Hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm from Florida. Uh, my question is, I want to know if you can please, please give me an answer on why I'm losing my hair in the very front, like where my forehead is. It's like in the very, very front. Um, and I'm only asking this because I have talked to many different healers um, and psychics, and they have all told me that it is... Um, it's a manifestation of me having resistance, resistance to things in my life. 
Um, and then a different one told me that it was, you know, blocks to um, emotional stuff that I was still holding on to. So I have been doing the work. Um, this has been going on for a very long time. I have done a lot of self-healing, um, just a lot of work on myself, and it's still not going away. And in a way, it's almost getting worse, and it's just right in the front, so I don't understand. <laughs> it's really upsetting because I have very, very long hair. Um, and it's very dark, and so it's very noticeable, any little part, and I've used all these things to try to cover it up, but it's just getting worse, and I'm only 41, so it's very hard. But, so I'm just hoping and praying that you can give me some advice or give me some steps or an answer um, on to why this is happening and what I can do to fix it. I, I... I mean, I feel like it, it's spiritually, um, the cause is something spiritually, so. Um, if you could please help me, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Jennifer, you're right. It is spiritual. The seventh chakra, which is on top of the head, governs all of our skin, all of our hair follicles. Um, of course, part of the central nervous system as well. So this is about your connection to spirit. And what it means is you're not seeing yourself the way God or creation or the universe or goddesses, the way they see you, the way you are authentically viewed. And, it, and it's, the discrepancy is huge. Um, when I was a teenager until I was in my mid-30s, I had pretty bad cystic acne. And my family's very holistic, so my mother wouldn't let me do modern medicine for the acne. And when I got older and I gave birth to my last child, I took some modern medicine to get rid of it and it worked. But I'm telling you this because I too had quite a bit of a lack of perception of who I am spiritually, what, what my worth is, what I deserve, the way the, the universe saw me spiritually and how I saw myself was not in alignment. So that's where you need to do some inner work is you could even ask the question in meditation, you know, when you're relaxing, maybe do some rubbing of that web between your thumb and your index finger and get yourself relaxed. Um, and then ask, please express to me whatever's in my highest good about spirituality. I do not think you should be talking about your hair anymore. It brings you so much stress and so much anxiety. Obviously you needed to share it with me and uh the podcast so we can answer your question but you are in so much fear about it you're actually attracting more hair loss but i do have some ideas i think it's hormonally related it's obviously immune you're having something weird going with, with your immune system i think it would be great if you started to take herbs for your hormones um i'm not a dietitian uh i'm retired from nursing um but I'll tell you a product that I like. It's called HPA Adapt. It's by Therapeutic, um, uh, I think it's Energetics, <laughs> but you could find it, HPA Adapt. It's, it's a very common formula, but for some reason, the way they put these ingredients together, it just is very effective for many, many people. And it's just herbs. It's not hormones. It's just herbs to support hormones. 
And then I would find a reputable near infrared and red light panel or some sort of device. The ones I know about are, you can get a small panel. Maybe someone can gift it to you for Christmas. They have been proven scientifically to help with hair regrowth. So the part about balancing your immune system emotionally is falling in love with yourself, like really emotionally loving you, which will actually help you in your awareness of your spirit and your connection to the spiritual world. Um, and then doing some things, you know, herbally, if that feels comfortable for you, maybe find a natural path to talk to regarding that. If, if, uh, you, if you want, especially if you were on any form of medication, herbs are powerful medicine too. Um, I think that would be helpful. And the near infrared and red light therapy. I like platinum therapy. There's also red rush. Those two are very reputable um, panels that don't give off UV light or very little because we don't want UV light going at our skin. It's not for, good for our skin. We want lasers to go in and stimulate our ATP and heal our body and stimulate those hair follicles. But from now on, stop worrying about it. It won't help you at all all. I know that's hard, but that's what I'm recommending. All right. Have a good day. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for all you do. First of all, my name is Carlene and I'm from San Diego. My question is about my other half, my soul's true mate. How does that work as far as the soul goes? Do we share one soul but inhabit two human, two human bodies? I know I have been reunited spiritually with my beloved, and I am so filled with joy at knowing him in that way. So really, I'm just very happy and looking forward to meeting him as his person someday. I'm just so curious about all of that. So thank you again. And my very, very best to you and yours always. Truly, thank you so much for who you are in this world for us. Thank you. You're welcome, Carlene. So Carlene, we have many beings who could be mates for us. You want to have a mate that's an older soul like you, because old souls have longer lasting relationships with other old souls. When we mix old souls and new souls together, it's not a positive mix at all. It's very challenging. Uh, that's why we sometimes see parental and childhood relationships that kind of go askew is because their soul ages are so different. It's really difficult to maintain a, a growing, loving bond of respect and understanding. It's very challenging. So, there's lots of beings who can be souls, who can be mates for you. So we don't just have a soulmate and really soulmates in the human realm are more complicated relationships because people want some sort of precipice to help them heal their soul. So typically those are not desirable relationships. And these are just my perception. You can have your own. I think you should be more considered about an earth mate, someone to play with and have fun and, enjoy life with. I think it's great how you can feel the energy of something that would be really fun and delicious for you, but I want you to take that energy in your body and ground yourself with it because you want to have a mate on earth that you can play with and have fun with on earth who is very similar to you, respects you and adores you and cherishes you and loves humanity and is a positive person. So that's what I would be working on. Not trying to get that energy in the heavens 
to meet on earth. Just know that there are lots of beings that you could have incredible, successful relationships with and desiring an earth mate would be much better. That's what I think anyway. Okay. I'm going on to the next person. Hi, Marie. My name is Catherine. I'm up in uh, British Columbia, Canada. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate and respect the work that you do. I was introduced to you through um, Mr. Blake a few years ago. Um, I'm 60. I've been diagnosed with um, bipolarity and chronic PTSD, but I think mostly I'm hemmed up by a scarcity mindset. I've had many losses in the last four years, but I'm always pulled towards um, spirit chakra energy. So I'm trying to uh, get out of the sense of um, treading water. And I'm just wondering, you know, is my usefulness over? Thank you. I thank you, Catherine. Uh, Your usefulness is never over for anyone at any moment, at any time, ever. So that's no. I think you have to kind of, this is what I believe and what I felt when I was listening to you. It's like you have to embrace the scarcity because you're working so hard not to be in that vibration and I get it. But just like the woman who called about her hair, if she could just embrace too that she has a more of a forehead showing and just loved herself, that would be more in alignment for healing and growth than pushing it away. So I guess my family was actually poor when I was growing up. We lived a lot in government housing and sometimes we would have food stamps or um, get food or even Christmas presents from local food banks. And I've really learned to appreciate that moment in my life. Although I didn't want to have that experience for my own family and my own children, I really, really appreciated it. And many times when I open up my pantry and if I'm kind of low on food and I kind of feel that kind of initial, ah, you know, from childhood, worrying about having enough food in the house for five kids to eat, I stop myself and I appreciate the fact that I can make food out of very little. I can make really good, delicious food out of not a lot of ingredients. I don't even have to have a full house of food, which is my preference, of course. I'm telling you this because I want you to start to embrace this fear that you have. If you can start to embrace it. So if I open up the pantry and I don't see a lot of stuff in there and I feel that initial kind of vibration from my history, I immediately think of a container of top ramen and how I could eat that and put in some vegetables and maybe some spices and have a lovely meal. So try to find something about the scarcity to value and appreciate because you've done a lot of work to not be in that frequency. And I appreciate that. But the final work for everything when it comes to manifesting is loving where you are authentically, not fake it till you make it, but just authentically loving where you are. So try that. And in that process, even tell yourself, because internal dialogue is critical for human growth, positive, kind, loving, internal dialogue. Like, honey, I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. Look through all these things that you went through and all this loss that you've had, and you are a stunning, precious, incredible being. I love you so much. What if we are expanding in this moment and having a completely different experience? And I wish you all the best. Thank you. On to the next person. Hi, Marie. My name is Christine, and I live in Portland, Oregon. My question 
today for you and my guides is about finances and ushering in financial abundance. Um, I currently work as a nurse practitioner, and uh, which is a you know good job. I also have a partner who works. He doesn't bring in nearly as much money as I do, but we both have you know steady jobs, income coming in. Um, we have a lot of expenses. We have a child in daycare, uh, student loans. We live in an expensive city. All the normal expenses, really. Um, we have been living uh, paycheck to paycheck for quite some time now, and we're both really frustrated about it. Um, I you know, have been working really hard on improving my scarcity mindset, trying to really stay positive and stay in an abundance mindset and um, work on self-love and saying positive affirmations every day. Um, but, you know, we're really still just in this place of constantly being broke. And so my question is, oh, and I should also say, I'm also looking for a new job. My partner has been looking for a new job because, you know, my job it is underpaying me, I know, a little bit um, because they pay physician's assistants more than they pay the nurse practitioners. Anyway, that's a different topic. But anyway, I'm looking for a new job. My partner's looking for a new job. And we both are like, okay, we're not going to accept anything less than X amount of dollars. Um, but my question is, you know, how else can I... What else can I be working on? Like, am I close to a breakthrough? You know, I really, I understand that money is energy and I've been really trying to improve my relationship with myself and with money. And I feel like I've come really far, but, um, you know, we're still just out of money <clears throat> every, every two weeks. So yeah, my question is about, um, what else can I do? How can I remove these blocks? How can I open myself up more to abundance? Because I, I know I have so many gifts and talents to offer the world, as does my partner. We're, and um, there's, we should be, we shouldn't be lacking because we have so much to offer. Okay, that's it. Thanks, Marie. Bye-bye. Okay, Christine. So one of the things that are, are fun about answering people's questions is I'm going to give different answers to different people. Anyone listening can use whatever resonates with them because people are at different points of their frequency and their vibration, have different awarenesses, have different levels of consciousness. So yes, you also have to stop thinking about we're living paycheck to paycheck, although I appreciate all the dialogue for our conversation, but you have to stop thinking that way, even though that's not your reality. You have to stop thinking that way. And politically, I'm a progressive. We shouldn't have student debt in the United States, in the world, really. But I personally believe we should allow people to go to school for free. It'll allow our population to have more opportunities or have it so incredibly cheap. <laughs> I'd rather my tax dollars go to educate people and let people have cool experiences and live in different parts of the country and learn from others as well through university experiences, which I think are really profound or college experiences. So if that's what someone desires, and I, I think a, our country would be very smart to let it be free or almost free. We would just have even more knowledge yeah, and, and more options for people. So anyway, that's what I feel about student debt. And hopefully that will happen 
you know, maybe in the next decade, we'll get different people, more progressive thinkers um, throughout, you know, government to make some necessary changes. There are many countries throughout the, the um, throughout Europe who do not charge tuition and they have a elevated, you know, and awareness and more opportunities for their people, which is lovely. Okay. But back to the main thing, you're right. Money is energy. So you have to stop thinking and that's going to be hard because that's your reality. But when anyone wants to manifest anything, you can't predominantly think about what's happening and change your reality. It's literally pretty close to impossible to do that. And then, and you people who are listening have probably heard me say what I'm about to say before you engage with wealth, like don't use the word money anymore for at least five years for you, five years. And you write, you both have great education, great jobs. And yeah, chocolate care is also expensive. So before you engage with money, you have to change your vibration. So what happens is when, when you are about to engage with money, you drop your energy. So does your husband, your partner. And when you drop your energy, you're dropping the amount of wealth that can come into your life. So that means every single time before you engage with wealth, you have to shift your frequency. So, so you need to think of something. Both of you need to do this. You need to think of something that makes you really, really happy. And so I've, I've checked into you um, and what I'm hearing is laughter, like a child's laughter. So I want you to start thinking every single time before you engage with wealth, the laughter of a child first. So for example, if this card were your wallet and you were standing at your favorite coffee shop and you're about to buy, I don't know, your soy chai latte or coconut milk, whatever, and, and you're gonna grab your wallet, before you grab it, I want you to experience child laughter in your mind. If it's around you, focus on it. I, I want you to train your mind to go to that vibration, that frequency, because that's a joyful frequency for you. Then you grab your wallet, you think about it again before you open it up. Before you grab a card or cash, you think about the childhood laughter. As the barista hands you back your receipt and your, your monies, you think about childhood laughter. You experience it in your head before you get online to do online banking. And this really works, by the way. Before you go to the mailbox and pick up financial mail, before you write a check, before you transfer funds every single time, because what's happening, and this happens all over the world. You're not unique in this, Christine. This is unfortunately common where you, um, and I believe your name is Christine, <laughs> um, where people drop their energy because we have so much fear around resources and wealth and abundance, even though that's normal for everyone to have all the riches they could possibly desire. So how you interact with something as you're interacting with it is how it performs in your life. Like some people who let's say have been single for years, they have to pay attention and they've had a hard time creating a partnership. They have to pay attention to how they interact with the type of people uh, that they would like to have a partnership with or the whole idea of partnership. They have to pay attention to their energy. And a lot of our belief system comes from our childhood and many parents, when they become parents, they're usually young and they're spending a lot of money. They're buying new cars and car seats and they're paying for childcare and they maybe bought a house or whatever. And then here's one other tip for you. Uh, and you might consider moving to a different state. I, I love where you live. I think it's gorgeous. I love the Northwest, but you might consider moving to another state like North Carolina. 
It just popped up for me while we're chatting, just maybe something to think about. But before you would even move and before you guys even get new jobs, I would do what I'm recommending first so that you can attract the best of the best of the best. Okay. On to the next person. Hi, Marie. Uh, my name is Sarah, and I'm looking advice on how to um, think and how to run my energy. Um, I just had something come up recently for me. My older sister has ovarian cancer, and I'm still kind of, um, we're not really talking, and um, we had a falling out a few years back, and it's still affecting me because we were close growing up. And so I just like to know how to think about it and what would be best for me, best for her uh, in terms of, yeah, how to just handle this situation. So much appreciation. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. That's such a good question. You know, I've had a, a couple falling outs with my kids and I love them two pieces, one in particular, you know, one situation that was really hard on all of us. And, you know, we got back, you know, it, it all turned out fine, more than fine, which is great. But in those moments, because this is my baby, you know, we're, we're struggling, but I also didn't want to, at least in my case, uh, take full responsibility for everything. And of course, we're not really talking about that. But I understand that you guys aren't communicating right now and you're worried about her and she has a health issue. So what I did when I was in this uncomfortable situation with one of my beloved children is every day, multiple times a day, I would just say, what if my daughter is happy? What if my daughter is filled with joy? Cause that's really what I want for her anyway. I, I, I want her to be happy, you know, and I would just say that. So so that's what you want for your sister. You want her to be happy. You want her to be filled with joy. And when people start to get happy, they start to then go, well, maybe it wasn't that bad, or maybe we can have a conversation. You know, it will also will help her in her healing. So I don't want you to think about her health issue. I don't want you to think about your, your detachment, you know, since you're, you haven't been close since you were young. I don't want you to think about those things at all. I just want you to be in this what if question, positive what if questions send incredible calibrating energy out into the universe and they positively affect everything. So if you could just throughout the day, what if my sister's happy and don't analyze or process that or think about what that means, just get in that frequency and in that joy. I think that will be great for your relationship. It'll be great for her and let's see what happens. Let me know what happens. I would do it for months. I think it would be great for everyone and you're very kind to want to, um, you know, have a connection with her because she's not easy <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. I'm going to go on to the next person. Hi Marie. What a godsend to find you. Um, I would like you to please give me insights on our son who's uh, 30 years old. And um, can you give me insights on his situation? Physically, he is uh, doesn't have energy um, most of the time. Things exhaust him, um, and he he has a, his take on it. Um, he doesn't want me to um, interfere. He wants me to trust him. 
to figure it out. This has been going on for, I don't know, four years, three years. And I just want to know how to think about it, what to pray about, what, you know, how, what is going on with him. He seems to think it's a systemic muscle issue that he might have got from when uh, working out when he was a personal trainer. But um, I, I surely appreciate any insights you can give. Thanks so much. Uh, hi, Judy. You're welcome. And I'm sorry that your son is having a hard time. I agree with what he said. You need to back away. You know, when people ask us to do things, I think we need to listen to them. Free will is the strongest law in the universe. So you worrying about him is not sending him positive energy. It's actually doing the opposite. So if you can't think of him without worrying, don't think about him. You will be helping him a thousand times better. I'm not kidding, by the way. And I'm going to ask you to do the same thing that I asked for our last caller. I think it was Sarah. What if my son is happy? What if my son is happy? And he's had an autoimmune disorder. That's what's occurred. And he needs near infrared and red light therapy. Now, if he doesn't agree with you, you have to let go. That's your other what if question for you. What if I let go and get out of the way? Um, I think that's critical and important to learn that skill set. So if he could try some near infrared red light therapy, then we could get his ATP activated. I actually think he may have gotten some sort of bite or something a while ago that it, sometimes it can be like a cascading event when the immune system starts to go, go down. It could be from overusing one's muscles. I know I take some classes at the gym and I look at the instructor sometimes. I'm like, how many times today have you done this? You know, because I'm not going to do it till a couple more days from now. Of course, I'm not a professional athlete, but you know, it can be hard on your body. So sometimes there can be a cascade, like someone's exerted themselves and they might get a weird insect bite and they might get a vaccine. I'm not against vaccines, by the way. Um, I think they should be done I think we all need to look at them uniquely. And, you know, I, I don't believe in a lot of vaccines personally, but I, I, I'm not against them. I just want to say that. So I'm not saying that because I'm against vaccines. I'm just saying sometimes people choose not the right moment to get a vaccine. And so you have to really look at your body. You have to go, is my body happy? Is, would this make it happy right now? Um, so I think he had a cascading effect and we need to feed his ATP and his mitochondria and his cells and worrying about him, I know I've already said this, is not helping. So please stop. Okay. I hope all that helps. Bye-bye. Hi, Marie. Um, I'm Nicola in County Cork, Ireland. Um, I'm wondering if you could give me an energy reading. I've got limited mobility from Lyme, osteoarthritis, and I've got lots of inflammation um, and painful joints. I'm currently waiting to see a rheumatologist. Um, I also have pre-diabetes and I find it really difficult to lose weight and I'm quite overweight. So I know that would help um, my condition. So um, it's, it's like what I should be focusing on for my health, um, you know, to try and Im improve my mobility. Um, also, any advice on career paths? And thanks very much because I think your work has definitely helped improve things for me. 
and I do use your what if questions. So thank you very much for everything. Bye. Hi, Nicola. That was very sweet. I'm so sorry for all the things that you're going through. I'm just going to put the career stuff on hold because I want us to work on your body. I think that's incredibly important. There's a supplement. And remember, I'm not a practicing nurse anymore. I'm not a doctor. I've never studied herbs. So as I give advice here, everybody needs to ask their doctor, their pharmacist, their naturopath, somebody, especially if people are on pharmaceutical medication because herbs are powerful and sometimes they interact with pharmaceuticals. All pharmaceuticals were created from herbs through plants first, seriously. And then they go in the lab and then they create it synthetically. And, and that's why sometimes pharmaceutical medication is just harder on our body. Um, but at times it can be critical and very important. So certain people get Lyme's disease. At least that's been my experience. And I wouldn't be able to tell what I'm about to say by listening to your voice. But people who tend to be negative thinkers are more at risk for Lyme's disease. It doesn't mean if, it, you know, for those people who are listening, if you're a negative thinker, you're going to get Lyme's disease. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's a correlation, energetically speaking. So, and joint um, issues, I'm going to recommend a supplement. That's why I gave that little precursor about it because, you know, I'm not giving professional advice. I'm, I'm giving intuitive advice, uh, which is my profession, which is interesting. Okay. So, there is a digestive enzyme called serapeptase. Um, and if you write into energyintuitive.com, we'll send you a link to just an Amazon product and a video um, created by, I think, a chiropractor who talks about serapeptase. So serapeptase is actually really good for Lyme's disease. I don't know why, but it sometimes it's the protocol. Um, so if you're taking herbs, you could already be taking it. But here's the extra part. It's great for joint pain. Now, um, we'll send you the video because it talks about dosaging, um, and, but you have to write into energyintuitive.com, and that's what I would recommend. But if you have someone who you, in, in your community who works with herbs or a naturopath or something like that, then you probably want to go through them. Now, serapeptase is also in modern medicine, meaning that it's been processed and made uh, you know, synthetically in a lab. And um, I, I believe the way it's prescribed, you can only take it for a couple months because they use a, a stronger um, dosage. But the supplement you can take, you know, for long periods of time. The only that I know of, and again, right, I'm not a professional in what I'm recommending for you. Uh, one of the, if, if people are anticoagulants, it's not recommended that they take serapeptase. So that's something to think about. But that could be extremely helpful helpful for you. I know the, the rheumatologist, most likely, unless you have a rheumatologist who also embraces holistic medicine, is probably going to offer medications that are going to repress your immune system. I don't think that's a good choice for you, but sometimes it actually works. Some people will take modern medicine when they have autoimmune issues because all of this is autoimmune, which means you need to fall in love with yourself emotionally. Um, it'll stop their immune system when they take the drugs and kind of refire it. Um, so just something to think about. Like I'm not against modern medicine. I think sometimes that's exactly what people need. But there are also a lot of alternatives available out there 
we just need more holistic practitioners throughout the world. And I know, I don't believe you're in the U.S., but in the U.S., we need to actually even have more states license these very well-educated practitioners. Um, naturopaths are only licensed, I believe, in about 27 states in the U.S. Luckily, I live in one of the states because we have one of the best universe, universities in naturopathic medicine in the world right here, um, 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> okay, I hope that helps. Fall in love with you. Okay. Hi, Marie. My name is Lori. I live in Pompano Beach, Florida. I'm 65 years old. I've been waiting tables for the past 10 years and my heart's just not in it anymore. I want to do something creative. I want to do something that makes me feel joyful and purposeful. Um, I also want financial abundance. I want to feel alive each day that I wake up and start my work. I just don't know what it is that I can do. I love to do my tarot and astrology. I just don't know if I'm good enough at it to do it professionally. But any advice that you have for me would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Hi, Lori. Okay, so when it comes to manifesting, and yes, you have to stop waiting tables. I, I waitressed when I was in my teens and it was hard work then. It was so fun because I, I can see the draw towards it. It was super fun. I mean, you get to be physically active. You get to balance plates on your hands and talk to a whole bunch of new people every day. It was super fun. And of course, back in the day, you also made great tips, you know, which I guess isn't the case these days as much as it used to be. So I can understand the draw. And there's also cool communities within restaurant. Restaurant workers tend to create cool friendships. It's pretty interesting. But yeah, you've been done for a long time, at least in my opinion. Um, so manifesting is not about figuring it out, although you've already figured it out. When you said astrology and tarot, did you, first of all, I smiled. And it's not just because I think those things are cool. Um, I have several tarot decks. I rarely use them or read for me because it just doesn't bring me, uh, I've never studied astrology, although I have a lot of astrology people in my life and I think it's pretty interesting. But did you notice that I smiled and then I, there was also a sound, a, a little, uh, whether it was your phone or something on the computer, it made a secondary sound. So that's the universe going ding, 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 ding. So when people are manifesting, like what you said, you want all of these things. You actually have to start feeling as if you have something in your life without knowing what it is that is bringing you all this joy and this happiness and this fulfillment. That's how people manifest. Oh, humans tend to think that you manifest by using your logical mind and figuring it out so then you can then be happy. You actually have to feel happiness for the things that you desire as if they're already here when they're not. That's what gets the flow happening. But that voice, that sound that we heard and that smile means, of course, you're good enough. Of course you are. You need to work on self-worth and self-love and, and start feeling joyful, start feeling that you have what you want 
even though it's not here, you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to know the how, what, where, when, or why. Those are death words to manifesting. Those are whew, crash and burn words to manifesting. So that's your homework. And I'm excited for you. I think that you'll make some positive movement this year regarding it. Okay. On to the next caller. Hi, Marie. I'm Rashika from Toronto. I just heard your interview with Alex, which was absolutely amazing, and I had to get in touch with you. I've had a 16-year successful career, which has brought me joy, creativity. I absolutely loved all of my years. And if I wanted, 2024 could be one of my best years yet. But everything in me and the signs that I'm getting from the universe are asking me to slow down and change direction entirely. I'm open and willing to change. And I've been pointed towards healing and I have never done this before. Um, so I feel very lost. Is healing the right path for me? If so, can you help me open up my clairvoyance? Great question. And I love it when people have had career paths that they loved and brought them joy. And then they feel inspired to move in another direction because that's normal and healthy, by the way. What does most of humanity do? They wait till they're exhausted, worn out, sick. I mean, before they get off the bandwagon. Um, nursing, which I loved, and that's where I had my psychic experiences that never left me. Uh, I think about it every day. When I think of the hospital, it makes me cry tears of joy. I loved it there. I, I loved working with doctors and patients and, and I worked in probably one of the most, you know, challenging fields in medicine. I worked in oncology inpatient, not outpatient. So our patients were very, very ill. So I'm just trying to make a point here that this is great. You know, taking an exit route, getting off the path and finding another path, you're following your intuition. So we know you're very intuitive because most of humanity misses that ding, 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 especially when the numbers look great in their career path and, you know, everything's lit up. The last thing that they're going to think about is getting off the ride. But what probably has happened is that your consciousness has expanded. And so your work will not be as fulfilling. And so instead of waiting for that to happen, the universe is saying, let's do it now. Why it's still fun. Why it's still a joy. It's, you know, and you don't have to do it all at once. I think it's going to be kind of a gradual thing. That's probably why you're hearing slow down. Um, don't do as much, you know, don't invest as much energy. I'm not getting a particular, for a reason, a particular path in the multisensory world. The universe doesn't want me to tell you an exact path because you have a lot of abilities. You have a lot of multisensory awarenesses, just like how I'm a medium and a healer. And I can answer pretty much any question that somebody asks me. People don't always like my answers, but I can, there's very few questions that I can't answer. So, so what I'm trying to say is the universe wants you to dive into this you know, like spend time in your body, meditate, relax, sleep, take naps. If you don't know automatic writing, start practicing automatic writing. Start talking to the universe. I talk to the universe all day long, either mental tel telepathically or 
I, I've been seeing coins in my house for months and months and months, even coins that I've put away, <laughs> right? Like even euros will just, because I was in Europe last year, will just pop up like, and I'm like, what? Yesterday I was digging at the, through um, some clean clothes in a basket and there was a dime at the bottom of it. And so I've just been laughing with the universe. You know, I think I know what it means now, but I haven't known, you know, but I've been having fun and just playing with it. So have fun. The universe is a very fun energy. It loves joy. It loves high frequency. That's another reason your consciousness has risen because you've been happy. You've been fulfilled. Um, and that's what helps people to expand and to explore and to have more activities. So I, I believe you're on the right track. I believe that you will have a second career that is probably even more fulfilling than the one you have now. And it will be in the multi-sensory world, but let's not put any labels on it. Let's just like, if, if you were sitting next to a budding artist, you wouldn't want to say to them, Oh, you can only do acrylics or you can only do charcoal. You would never want to say that to them. You want to say, Hey, what, what mediums do you want to play with now? And what beautiful parts of art do you want to use? Do you want to use clay? Do you want to use, um, wax, which is my favorite. So let's do that. And I'm excited for you. Good job reading your energy. Thank you everyone for uh, listening to the podcast. I wish you many, many, many joyful blessings. Bye-bye for now.